Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's got great hair, I can see it. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloi. <laughs> yes, I am good. How are you, mate? You, you, you dandy? I am I am Dan and I am D. Thank you very much, my friend. No, I'm doing all right, mate. It's uh, start of a week. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the Monday blues, but I've got the week off, so I can't really complain about that. Quiet weekend, nice. um, nippleless weekend. As she's getting over, she hasn't been too well, so she's all right now. But so I've had a weekend to catch up on things, including some Stranger Things, mate. Oh, mate, haven't I told you? Yeah. Haven't I told you for years to watch that show? I'm like, mate, you've got to watch Stranger Things. Go on, Stranger Thing. It is, and I'm digging it, mate. Season one's done. Digging it. Matty Boy goes, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, buddy, I know. Oh, no, what do you say? Old Bean or something like that? What's a what's a little old old Bean, old buddy? All that, all those kind of like old. No, big man. Oh, I know, big man. I know, big man. But you know, I don't. I don't always get down to 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 watch some TV. You know, I watch the films, and admittedly. You watch a crazy amount of films, but I get a life. You know, (laughs) you got to. You sometimes you just got to sit down and think. Hey, if TV is good enough for the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, then you know, think of what else is good enough for TV. All this other stuff I'm missing out on, but I thank you and everybody else for the recommendation. But I will not rest easy tonight until I know how you are, my friend. Yeah, not bad, man. Do you know what went lambing today? Pretty crazy. For those who don't know what that is. Um, Well, it depends who you ask, because by definition, it is the birthing of lambs. (laughs) But lambing (laughs) is, is, um, I think, like commercially, and again, I think, depend where you read it, it's like milking newborn lambs. Yes. Um, not milky. No, feeding milk. Welcome to the show, everyone. There we go. Do you know what? Right, it's been a write-off. One hundred forty-nine episodes in. It's a write-off. He's, We've had enough. <laughs> He's finally um, yeah, realised this whole thing's rubbish. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. No, mate. Um, great weekend. Family, friends, the usual lambing. Mate, Milking either way, lambs. either way, this whole weekend, I was just walking around thinking Rancor, Boba, Mos Espa, Tatooine, Vespers. <laughs> well, that was you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about the book of Boba Fett. It was just that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. No, mate, I've, I've got Boba on the mind. So that's pretty much how my week has been. Um, but talking of weeks, we've got a episode, a busy episode, a big episode coming next week, don't we, mate? So why don't you tell the listeners about that quick? I will do, mate. Next week, well, Lukey Boys just said one forty nine and out. 
which would only mean that next week is our 150th episode. And the more I think Mad. about it, the more bonkers that sounds. I mean, look, everybody, when they set out, when they set out to do a show or anything, you know, they, they envisage doing it forever. But some don't obviously get there. So to get to 50 was big, was, was wild. To get to 100 was bonkers. 150 though, mate. So, so we're celebrating our 150th episode, which blows my mind, with a big old Q&A. We said that last week and the week before. If you want to get your question in, uh, send it to us via social media. Drop us an email or a voice message. We'll give all those details at the end of the show. But we want to hear your Star Wars-based questions, and we will answer it next week, won't we, mate? I can't wait. It's going to be good. I'm hoping we get some weird ones, as well as some deep dives. But, you know, give us some weird ones. Whatever you think of, keep it Star Wars. Throw it at us. Like I said, maybe if you want to ask what brand of glasses or something Matty Boy wears or, you know, what what did we last get from the supermarket? Okay, we might answer one or two of those. But other than that, keep it Star Wars, people. 150 next week. Uh, And again, Sticking to the weekly kind of theme, last week was the end of the Book of Boba Fair, and it kind of feels weird that we're not doing a recap this I know. this week, I know. right? And our main show is dropping on a Wednesday night again, not a Tuesday night. We're back. We're back to the regular routine, the regular schedule. Um, but that was great fun. But if you've not listened to that, go back and listen to our final recap for Chapter 7 of Book of Boba and the FET talk is not finished, is it? Well, apart from this episode, because that's kind of obvious if you're listening and look to the title. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No, you're right, mate. And another spoiler alert is we've got a roundtable drop in this week where we're joined by some of our wonderful patrons to talk about the Book of Boba Fett. So we wanted to get their opinions. We're going to bounce hours off. Now, what does it all mean? The good, the bad, the ugly. What's coming next? Will there be a season two? All of this stuff, we're going to be bouncing it off of our wonderful patrons. That will be dropping on Friday. So keep your ears out, buddy. I'm not finished talking Boba Fett yet. So I, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. I'm not finished, mate. Like, like, didn't I say that? I was like, it's going to take weeks, months, years decades even decades all be like now now the rancor all makes sense yeah you don't know you don't know uh matty boy what else is happening in the sessions verse well we've got talking of patrons mate it's time to do a shout out because we have a new patron who has joined lukey boy please enlighten me mate Huge, huge shout out to our latest patron, Justin Corley, who has joined at the high ground tier. What an absolute legend. Welcome to the session, sickheads. Yes, Thanks, mate, Justin. you know the drill by now. <laughs> yeah, you know the drill. We hope you enjoy everything that's come in, everything that's been. New Jibber Jabber is dropped this month. We're going to have a journal of Luke Blywalker. We're going to have a podcast. We're going to have a plenty of filth as well. There's a, li- a Lang Yap away on there as well at the minute, which you are now entered into. That's so it. We hope very you well enjoyed. done. Very well. Very thank well. You, thank you. Yeah, mate. very well done. We'll flex that one out, didn't we? But uh, yeah, so thank you so much, mate. We genuinely appreciate you signing up. So um, busy week for news in sessions hq but uh that's not where the news ends that isn't where the fun ends my friend i can hear the chimes of big ben kenobi in the background which can only mean one thing it must mean my boy 
It's the Galactic News Rounda. It's official. Lucasfilm and Disney have announced that the much-anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series will premiere on May 25th. According to Production Weekly and Best Bin Bulletin, Ahsoka is scheduled to begin filming from April. In the same issue of Production Weekly, they revealed that a mystery Star Wars project will begin filming in June under the working title Grammar Rodeo. And The Hollywood Reporter are exclusively reporting that Ray Stevenson has been cast in the upcoming Ahsoka series and will play a villainous role. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I am Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked with the Empire. Boba is dead. Left for dead on the sands of Tatooine. Like a panther. I am not a bounty hunter. One thing I can't figure. What's your angle? We need good people to step up or the spice is bound to come through these parts. We must prepare for war. In difficult times, fear is a sure bet. The Mandalorian was here. Is that a Naboo starfighter? Data and Jowl for a while. They're quite free. Hit it, Max. Don't have to be sorry, mate. I made a look for this. Right and wild. No hard feelings, mate. You sure you want to stay? This is the way. I knew you were a killer. I'm the crime lord now. Perhaps. We said we're not done with the book of Boba Fett, and we are certainly not. We've had our recaps. We've done one for the last seven weeks, mate. Seven weeks of recap, seven weeks of speculating, theorizing, and it all led to one sentence, to one statement. Well, let's wait till we've seen all seven chapters before we really give our thoughts on it. Let's sit on it. Let's absorb it. Let's marinate in the filth, the fet filth before we really start diving into it. We've done that over the weekend and since last week, and now we feel like we're ready, I think, to start delivering our thoughts on the season of the Book of Boba Fett. What did we think about it? The impact, how did the cow- all about those characters, all about that structure, mate, all the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's talk about it. So, mate, should we talk about our thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett? Well, it's still early days. It's still early days, but we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to digest this feast that we have had. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Boba Fett has been, I think, a surprise, to be sure, but welcome one 
for many and in many ways, but also it goes without saying there are issues with the series that bother <laughs> some people more than others. Uh, and other people's think, uh, other, other guys think that this series is their favorite they prefer it over the mandalorian season one and two um and and that's the thing you're going into the book of boba fett myself included and probably yourself right you're going into this comparing it in some ways to mandalorian because well that's the only thing you can kind of go off of because that's the only star wars live action show until Boba Fett. So the, the the issue of that is that Mandalorian is exceptional. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Mando set the bar so high. And that's not even us geeks talking. That's just, that's across the board. The consensus is the Mandalorian is a very good show, critically, commercially, uh, and the awards body thinks, thinks so as well. So Boba had a hard act to follow, didn't it, mate? Yeah, it was huge, man. It was huge. And I think it's going to be fun to just kind of go back on this. But really, I am I just want to get my thoughts on the whole series out. Mm-hmm. Because what we were saying on the recaps is true. What you've just said is it's kind of it's one thing saying, I think this, I think that minutes minutes after watching the episode right after watching new star wars you're gonna be hyped you're going to be hyped you've got that adrenaline you know yeah absolutely and still (laughs) and and i'd want to reiterate still am in, in 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 you know a great deal of ways which is great but i don't know once the days have gone and you've got that whole season in place you start to look at things maybe a little bit more subjectively and you just you know look at it as okay well we've got this whole story this whole narrative what does it look like as a big picture up top how are you feeling mate boy it's been a few days since the season finale now i've i've seen you since the season finale and you've told me something you told me something very specific, and I'm I'm wondering if you feel the exact same. I can see you're like you're I've thinking. I've got to yourself, try and remember what I said. Is it, well. What did I say? What did yeah, I say? Did, you you may have to remind me because I've said a few things about the show. Good and okay. bad. Good and bad. Yeah. Okay. You want me to? You want me to say what you you said? Okay. Please we, do. We were, you can see my face when I remember. All right. You were saying it has left a wee bit of a bitter taste in your mouth that's it that's right and it has done because a top level uh, let's get this out of the way now top level i enjoy the book of boba fett i think from our ratings overall i gave it an 8.3 out of 10 based on an average score given to the seven mainly that was because of five and six to be fair but um Mm. i liked the book of boba fett but i have many many issues with it none that destroy the series for me but the potential that this series had, the possibilities, and the way it started. The way it started, I, I was up on Chapter 1. I really enjoyed Chapter 1 because I thought, oh, wow, this isn't just going to be a show about Boba Fett wrecking shop. Like, we thought the Mando was going to be, you know, a uh, loner taking jobs each week, you know, being a BA yep. and yep. at the end of it getting his credits and moving on. I had a feeling, you know, Boba Fett might be something similar to that. Then we got the Crime Lord aspect. And I thought, okay, where's this going? And we kicked off with this spiritual, uh, psychological journey through the mind and body of Boba Fett. 
in chapter one and it carried on through chapter two and i thought man this is absolutely not what i thought this show was going to be and i'm i'm digging this i'm i'm here for this and chapter yeah. three was fine. You know, it wasn't awful. It wasn't bad. It stayed on the same trajectory as the other two in terms of its story. And chapter four was fine as well. A bit of Fennec centric. That was enjoyed that one. But of course, then it's taken the detour, you know, then it's, then it's deviated in chapters five and six before coming back again for chapter seven. And it's that which kind of rankles me. It, you know, it's a little bit of rankle going on there because it, for me, it was tonally imbalanced and structurally wrong. And, and and yeah, far be it from me to tell John, Dave, Bobby Rod, Colin Wilson, Kathy Kennedy how to structure a show. Right. But I'm not the only one who's thinking this. And it's, you know, it's uh, not that I didn't like the show, but I'm not sure that they really grasped what they wanted it to be because chapters five and six feel very different to the first four chapters. And at the same time, they also feel very different to themselves because of the flashback and the present day. And chapter seven feels a bit like a dog chasing its tail at times when it's got, it's got to start building upon what it's set up, but it hasn't quite done that one last time. I really did enjoy the book of Boba Fett, but I have got to be honest with myself, with Luke and with the listeners that there is a bit of bitterness in the back there. Cause I thought, if they'd stuck to where they were going in the first two, three, four chapters, yeah. I think this could have been a fantastic character study. And instead, it's pretty, it's pretty good. But I don't know. Am I am I going too? Am I going too far, my friend? Is is a bit of taste? You know, that too harsh I, from the show? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. First and foremost, it's important to be honest, but it's it's mm. important to look at the positives of of both both things and um um the good and the bad and the ugly, as you say, <laughs> with the show, right? Yes. Uh, that's only, that's only, that's only normal. I think I will say this Mandalorian isn't perfect. Mandalorian oh, no. season two isn't perfect. The sequels aren't perfect. The originals aren't perfect. What we grew up <gasps> with, the prequels, <gasps> lo and behold, aren't perfect. Who'd, who'd have known? Who'd have thought? <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> not me. But, mate, I think even when stuff's imperfect, you're willing to to kind of look past those imperfections if these other areas, if these other things make up for it. This is it. And this that's kind of like, that's how you, that's how a lot of relationships are with humans and <laughs> yeah, things, like, right? Whether it's, yeah, yeah. and I mean, like friendships, everything. You you go, oh, well, they're not great at this. But you look past that, don't you? At what yeah, yeah. point does it start to become a problematic friend? At what point does it become a a unhealthy relationship? You know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to try and really think about our love for the book of Boba Fett here because there's a lot of things in it that you think, do you know what? For me, for me anyway, personally, I think this just felt a bit rushed. It felt a yes. bit rushed. And in some place, some places it's like they didn't really believe in the Boba story. So they had to connect the story to this bigger, bigger event this mm-hmm. bigger story. Now that's not in itself necessarily a bad thing, but Matty boy, yeah. like with many things, it comes down to a few things. Um, and 
you've got you've got to think it through it's got to come a, come across organic and it comes down to execution <laughs> yes that's right oh mm. what are you drinking there i've got a chalice of apple and mango juice but i had to oh, get a cup big boy. to hold it <laughs> apple and mango ju- it's, it's juice stuff with a with a bit of ice in it uh, no, the ice is melted now, I'm afraid, but it's oh, cold. Classic. It's cool in my throat, so I'm enjoying this. But I've got one of um, these as a backup. He's got his shake. He's got if, a I shake it, if I fancy it for dessert, I might have one of my one of my one of my beefcake shakes. Do you know what? Someone <laughs> yeah. was saying that the other day. They were like, Aren't you sick of it? I was like, Do you know what? I'm not. They are them? they are pretty good. Nice. Yeah, and you're used to them now, so it's probably second nature. Get up, have a shake. Oh, yeah, that's a drink it. Of do, a you get, like do you get bored of coffee? Do you get bored of coffee? Do you get bored of tea? Shout, never right. get bored of tea. Never get bored of coffee, mate. So, and a shake is good for you. So um, that's it. Yeah, yeah, man. You're you're right, mate. There there was a rushed feeling to the show, and part of me thinks that was this John Favreau's focus. Again, I this is just, this is just pure conjecture, speculation. John's a pro, of course, he's focused on this show. But John's baby is a Mandalorian. Bobby yeah. Rod was showrunning this. I would have liked to have seen Bobby Rod writing a bit more of this as well, but uh, I, I wasn't privy to what happened behind the scenes. So, But on, on your point, though, mate, the whole dichotomy, the problem here is, did it feel totally imbalanced? Yeah. Was it structurally awry? Yeah. Maybe rushed? Yeah. Did we get some of the best Star Wars moments I've ever seen in this? Yeah. So, yeah. Which is the problem. <laughs> That's that, the thing. Which is That's it, the it's, thing. I can't help myself. When I'm sitting here saying, yeah, I've got issues – Chapters five and six, it should have been this, this and this. But chapters five and six were awesome. The structure, like the structure of this show is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, and even, crazy. do you know what? Something that I didn't, what did you say? Crazy, crazy. One of the things I think that some people had an issue with, I didn't. I didn't have an issue with this, was the flashbacks. I quite, I I quite them. like them. Mm-hmm. There were times where I think you were more on board with them than yes. I was, you know, admittedly. But I think all in all, it was it was a really cool way of telling how Boba is 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 developing as a person, how he's growing as a soldier, as a man, as as a human being, and I, I it, it it was unique. There was character. You know, Tuscans are no longer just these kind of faceless Goons. people. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so much more than that. So much more than that. Mandalorian, you know, kind of dipped into that a little bit. If they dipped into it in Mando, in Boba, it's a full-on plunge, mate. It, it is, <laughs> let's, go in, let's go deep into the Atlantic and find their t- ruins the Titanic, the wreckage of the Titanic. <laughs> That's find Atlantis Boba. whilst we're down there. Yeah, and I know even some people have issues with the way the, the Tuscans were portrayed, you know, particularly with killing them all off. Um, and even even with that, okay, was that a bit messy? I don't know. Personally, I never thought I never thought of, you know, that, that there was an issue there. But maybe I wouldn't think that, right? Maybe that's just not something mm-hmm. that would pop into my head because of my background, because of my upbringing, because of where we live. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it was a bit all over the place, though. Sometimes it felt like, oh, I kind of know where this is going. But before, you know, by the end of the series, it feels like, 
those first four episodes mm-hmm. are different to where this finale was going. Yes. Like, yeah. Boba starts caring a lot about the Mos Espa people. He refers to the people, the city. It's like, hang on, is it about that or is it you just wanted to be a crime lord? Because that's well, what I got. <laughs> that's well, what I got from me. the first. Yeah, go on. Well, so don't forget, he's just a simple man trying to make his way through the galaxy, through the universe. But now he's a crime lord as well. So, I mean, is a so that those two st- statements don't necessarily, for me, balance themselves out. I'm just trying to make my way through the universe, but at the same time, I'm going to run a gotcha and I'm going to rule a certain portion of the galaxy. So which one is it? But um, so I think there was a bit of um, uh, an issue with that. Again, is it well, probably? I get, no, but it's just there's like character the way they built the character from when we first saw in Mando to now. Yeah. And a lot of people have said after chapter one, this doesn't see like, feel like the same guy we got in the Mandalorian. And we said, well, let's just see how we get in chapter seven. Well, you know, maybe it, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but the statement that he's just a simple geezer trying to stay out of heart, stay out of trouble, basically, and just get, get, make a living to then actually, you know what? I, I want to be a crime lord now. It's, it's I bit, think I that, 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 I think that can work. I think that can work. And I, I, I always saw it. And what I got from the first few episodes was, hey, our guy is sick and tired of getting done over. You know, I, I think I mentioned previously, he's worked for the Empire, got screwed over. Worked for Jabba, yeah. got screwed over. He, and and he's, this guy is elite. Boba is elite. He has a reputation. He's that was once tier. again. Yeah. The, the, he's the creme de la creme of bounty hunting. This dude he's 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 a luxury yeah but i i totally get that he's thinking look i'm i'm obviously a, a bit of a talented guy he's a catch he's a good catch and he's thinking <laughs> catch, first what? catch first catch where he's thinking why can't i just run why why don't i just run my own crime family i get that i totally get that totally get that he's thinking well, they did say that working. Four, actually didn't they when, did they, with, when they're sitting by the fireside having a, having a chat, Fennec and Boba, he says, he says, you know, basically, I I, I, I want to stop working for idiots who can get me killed. That's right. That's what he says. But then, That's obviously, right. to then make the step up to be the to be the idiot who can get people killed is, yeah. uh, but I don't know, it's, it's a big step up. Is, is it out of the realms of possibility? No, it's not. It's just there for me there is an imbalance between the characterizations from one show to another which is strange because it's written by the same bloke i imagine i don't know if bobby rod wrote the tragedy episode of the mando or that was favreau but i know favreau wrote every episode here again again, it's not this isn't this isn't a game changer there is just slight differences there which um which i noticed but some of them were answered in the show like that that fireside chat with shand you could you could chalk it up to that and say, well, he's already said that. He said he doesn't want to be a bounty hunter because he's he's sick of working for idiots. Was his own word, and now he wants to be in control of his own destiny. So they kind of so for for some of the questions or issues I may have or anyone, some of them are actually answered in the show. It's not like this show's badly written. It's not like this show th- just threw questions in the air and didn't bother answering them. No, but most of them were, most of them were yeah. answered, and that, that's what I liked. But it, it did feel like different shows with f- with five and six yeah they're some of the best star wars i've ever seen in five and six but for me they could have used those episodes to to develop boba fett mentally physically psychologically give us some more about the pikes why should i care about the pike because i'll tell you something i don't care about the pikes they're not, they're not so i didn't i didn't fear the pikes 
bring Cad Bane in an episode or two earlier to introduce him as a threat. threat. Yeah. Give Boba yep. more to do, and, uh, and Fennec as well, but mostly give Boba things to do so he didn't feel like... Here, here's was here's a question. Here's a question. Does this show have a villain problem? Oh, yeah, I think it does, because it didn't set up... It didn't set up a villain. You've got the Pikes, who who are the bad guys, but we don't spend enough time with the Pikes. All we know is that they they got a big old train, a spice train, shall we say? They got the spice train ferrying that stuff through uh, the sands of Tatooine, and you know they they shot some Tuscans on the way, but Boba stopped them and told them to pay a toll. Then they got angry. That's yeah the villain problem. And we we said recently on a chat that. The one, uh, one of the great things about Boba is there is there isn't galactic level stakes here. We're not talking about another Death Star or the galaxy's going to implode if Boba doesn't win. No, he's he's basically yeah. just stopping, but getting kicking stuff off the streets. But you know the the Pikes for me weren't really set up to be a big bad threat, and uh, Lucasfilm really are digging the Pikes in the last few years, aren't they? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I love that this story is contained it doesn't affect the whole galaxy for once it is a story that is just about this character making his way through you know the the universe the galaxy the world tattooing mos espa um but i I don't know i think there's more appeal to it than let's say solo because solo is also kind of a contained story Mm -hmm. doesn't really but then for me, when I'm viewing it, it feels really just not that important. It just doesn't feel vital for Star Wars viewing. That's me. I still really like that film. I still really, really enjoy that film. Boba Fett feels different. I think because it's set in kind of the present canon as well, right? Where we're kind of filling out this blank in between originals and sequels, and we don't know what that picture looks like. And so even with that, it feels a wee bit more relevant, but I think it, it was just, it was refreshing because it, it, there's only so many times you can have a force, a, 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 um, a, a danger to the galaxy that is going to affect mm-hmm. everyone. You know, yeah. you need to keep that kind of contained. I like yeah. that Boba Fett takes that approach and Mando to some degree does that. Amando's reluctantly getting kind of pulled into this bigger picture, you know, bit by bit. Um, mm. Yeah, I liked that. I, I won't lie to you, dude. I actually made a good and bad list. Go on. And, and that was one of the things on my good side is that what did i write yeah Yeah. nice to have a story that doesn't affect the whole galaxy it's more localized right now i'll tell you this my list my list for good is way bigger than my list of bad stuff Mm -hmm. for this series mine mine would be as well it's just for me the the negatives are fairly for me fairly big like yes like the structure and direction i don't necessarily mean the directors i mean the actual narrative direction of the show yeah. which is for me i'm a i'm a story guy i need i've got to have some story there otherwise i find it hard to get on board um and i was really digging where the story is going for the first four and then we and then we uh, deviated off and look people have said as these are interludes these are chapters it's called the book of boba fett and chapter five and chapter six was just an interlude um and they point to what kathy kennedy said at disney investor day that the, the next chapter will begin 
in the Mandalorian story will begin in December 2021. What she actually said was the next chapter set in this era, this timeline, will debut in December 2021. She never said the next chapter of the Mandalorian story. It's it's, it's this what it's just the story of the time. So yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah. There's that. And but you know, Boba came back in Mando's show. The, those two are clearly buddies. They're bros. They're gonna hang out. The fact that Din was in the show wasn't an issue. Did he need almost two episodes and this backdoor pilot to um, to chapter three of the Mando? No, I don't think they did need to do that. And I think it got a bit too gratuitous by the end of it. However, some of the best Star Wars TV I've seen is worse. So am I going to complain about getting good Star Wars? No. Am I just a bit kind of remiss and regretful almost that we just they didn't follow through with the Boba story? Because obviously the, it's called the Book of Boba Fett. You'd expect yeah. it to be about Boba. Like the Mandalorian is about the Mandalorian. He's in every episode and other characters come in and out, but he's always in, he's always in every episode and he's always a focus. And the marketing was heavy on Boba Fett and the crime Lord story. So it's only natural for people to get a bit kind of confused as to why this wasn't solely focused on Boba Fett. And I'm in that camp. I don't dislike the show and I don't dislike the writers. I just thought, you know, I wish it had been more about Boba Fett. Yeah. This is a character which I haven't always been a fan of. And Mando made me a fan of this. So I was really up for this. It doesn't feel as polished, does it? It doesn't no. feel as polished as Mando season one and two. It really doesn't. And I agree. I, you know, I was thinking the other day about how it's funny that with Mandalorian season two, before the final episode, the penultimate episode and the episode before that are the Boba Fett episodes. He's in, he's in that show, right? So he is in the tragedy and he is in the believer and he plays an integral role in, in yes. both of those episodes, particularly the tragedy. But there's still Mando's story going on. There's still the whole gang story going on. There is this narrative and it is, it is very, very well written. I think it's interesting that there's that parallel with, with Boba Fett. You know, you've got the final episode with Boba, but then the penultimate episode and the episode before that, they're mostly focused on the man, Mando, right? But mm -hmm. yeah. in this series, he's not in it. Boba's not in those episodes. <laughs> he doesn't, he nods. He nods, man. <laughs> Classic Boba. And that is a bit odd. I think you can personally, when we got that, that chapter five, right? We got that chapter five. People were saying, look, guys, you know, this could be a bit like an interlude. I think I even said that a few yeah. people were saying, and I, and I was like, yeah, it does feel like that. And after all, this is a, you know, book of Boba Fett, but another episode, two episodes on the trot and your penultimate episode. Yeah. I don't know, man. That feels weird. It feels weird, especially when this show is called The Book of Boba Fett. It's been marketed as The Book of Boba Fett. You know, we didn't get any any material that prepared us. And maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not everything no, needs to be spoiled. Good to be surprised. Yeah, it's good to be surprised, but it's got to... The surprise has got to make sense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. and, and I love those episodes, man. I adore them. They're but, great Star Wars TV, aren't they? 
I just hope, I really hope, and I still think this could happen. I really hope that they, those episodes make sense eventually in the bigger picture. And we look back at this and go, Oh, I get it. I get it. Because right now, like I think yourself, you said you came away with a wee bit of a bitter taste. Right now, I kind of know what you mean. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I just feel a bit confused. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you yeah, have why that. would you have Mando and Grogu reunion? Yeah, in that's the finale. The that's the problem, is that did not need to from I don't care. I'm going on my heart. That did not need to happen in the book of yeah. They they rushed over that. It's it's now you now look at chapter sixteen, the rescue for me, with different eyes, because I think, oh, in a couple of weeks' time they'll be back together. It's fine. Grogu's gone to Luke and didn't really want to be there actually, so he's just come back to Dean and chapter three, they're gonna be back on the back in their N one Starfighter and they're gonna be off doing whatever, going to the living caves, living mines beneath I'm about to say Moria then, beneath Mandalore. I always think yeah, of Moria when I yeah. hear the word mines, but um Someone watched so, the Rings of Power trailer this week. Oh yeah, I did, yeah. I did. Oh, um, that is that a whole different conversation? I, know, I think it was alright. I thought it looked a bit looked a bit awry, but they got plenty of time it to sort it out. It doesn't look right, does it? Is it just Something me? I know. Sorry, right. we are going off topic, listeners, <laughs> but I assume a lot of you will probably watch it. Rings of Power, anyway. But there's something about it so far. I'm like, that doesn't quite look middle earth does it? It doesn't quite... syndrome. Because I know these this series that series isn't connected to the films necessarily, but they've yeah. set the bar. Same as Mando, yeah, that sure. set the bar, and Boba, you know, it felt there we it, go. It, it didn't quite feel the same, but it doesn't make it a bad thing. Uh, but we enjoyed Boba Fett. It doesn't, and also, there's, there's probably people out there now saying, "Guys, come on, stop getting so hung up about these two episodes." You know, it's it's part of a wider story, and God, these guys sound negative again. We liked this episode, we really did, but it's the at times sometimes you just got to get things off your chest and. The five and six were great Star Wars series, and I dropped an article oh. this week where I kind of thought, wouldn't this be better as a banner show where they call it something else, but it, it, they call it something and then call on the book of Boba Fett. So then yes. when we watch it, everything is, and then, and then Ahsoka's the same, and if it, it would make the scope bigger because then it wouldn't be weird to see it bring other people in, going to new planets and that. For me, that would be a much better way of marketing this show rather than you know, saying it's all about Boba. You know, you guys, you've waited 40 years for Boba. Well, you're going to get him for 60% of the of, of his own series. But, um, and yeah. another thing I feel bad for is Tim. That boy was having such fun. Tim was having so much fun in the, in the promos. And he's said things in, in interviews, which I think have been taken out of context. If for people who haven't seen the interviews about the character, but also we've been saying his name wrong the whole time. It's Tim Weirdo Morrison. Um, I found that out this week. I watched, is that um, true? I, is it? It is because I've I've been having a um, a Tim fix. I've been waiting. I've been missing Tamora Morrison so much. So I went and uh, put on an old film of his. It's called Once Were Warriors. It's a Ooh. fantastic, fantastic New Zealand film centered around the Maoris and the culture. It's unbelievably. It's also unbelievably tough to watch. It's not an easy watch. But this is his breakout role, and I watched that. And, I, right. and also, fun fact, Rena Owen stars in it, and she she voices Ton Wee. So you've got Django and Ton Wee in the same film. Um, when when earlier, was it made? What, what 94. 94, right. So that was his breakout role. But the reason I mention it is I watched the documentary afterwards because um, I just wanted to find out again how they made it. I've watched this film most every year, almost for the last 10, 12 years. But 
they when they the the, the New Zealand natives were were saying Tim Wada um, Tim Wera Tim Wera, and I said and I kept rewinding like how are they saying it and they were saying it Tim Wera, and I'm thinking oh man we've been saying it Tamura all this time but yeah. it's Tim Wera Morrison so Tim Wera was and Fennick and um, Ming Na Wei were having such a great time on that press tour and I don't think this is that I don't think they've had a bad show but I remember Ming Na was saying that she came on to film some scenes for this show and she was and she thought she was filming for the Mandalorian and it ended up being the book of Boba Fett so and she was like oh I didn't realize what I was filming for two weeks so that's an intro I found that to be an interesting um you're joking statement no it's true it's, it's what she said I don't think she meant it as a nobody told me what this old rubbish was but that was and obviously Tim Tim Wera was saying you know he thinks Boba Fett talks too much he thinks they should retain that mystery around him and that didn't help I don't think saying things like that but when you watch the interview that you can, it's Tim, he's having a fun, he's smiling with those beautiful veneers. So I kind of took it with a pinch of salt, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, the, 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 yeah. The, the things like there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing in here, which I really hated or anything. Like right. that. I hate a strong word, but there's just things that frustrate me, like the tone, like the structure, because this could have really been for me, something really special, something like you said, fresh, something unique. And I don't think they, I don't think they, they bottled it. But I just think they just haven't quite worked out how to do that MCU format of having everything feel like it connects seamlessly. This felt a bit heavy handed, but there was plenty though, mate. There's plenty in this show to like. Yeah, mate. Like even like when we look at characters, you know, the twins, man, like I loved seeing those Hatties boys, those thick, well, no boy and girl. But yeah, brother and sister. Family. Yes, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mate. Like, oh man, I, I loved seeing the aliens. I loved seeing the mare. I loved seeing. I loved. I loved seeing all the races. Like, I loved seeing all the aliens and creatures. And I think that it is something that these shows are doing very well. And Book of Boba Fett, I think, does tremendously well. Yep. Even even the creature te- um, Boba fights uh, in in the first episode. Oh, Harry Housen fella. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love it, man. It's dope. Uh, the train heist. And yet, oh. even seeing some live action, some live action bad boys, um, oh, Pikes. Awesome. Love it, yep. mate. I love it. It's, it is fantastic. And I do think if, if, if there were a series that needs a whole action figure line, Oh. Boba Fett, could you imagine, oh. like, back in 2002, 2005, yeah. 2099, like, the amount of figures we got for random characters, <laughs> random species, creatures. Yeah. Dude, like, could you imagine the stuff? There's even that, like, spot, you know, the train driver droid that, like, gets yeah. out, runs out, oh, and just, yeah. like, crawls away like a spider. <laughs> that, yes! I'll have ten of those, please, mate. They would release the train as a set. Oh, imagine, imagine there is, there, there, there is tons to love, tons to love. Ming-Na Wen, Ming-Na Wen, Fennec Shand, some of the, some of the action sequences with her, absolutely incredible. I love Oh, she was the MVP. Cad Bane. Oh. Cad Bane, mate. Cad Bane. Bruh. Dude. Boba, Boba riding a Rancor, mate. Boba Fett riding a Rancor. What we we, we, we brush over that because that's if if that had been in a Legends 
probably was, in a Legends comic or something, people will be saying, this is the Boba I want to see, the kind who can tame a Rancor and have it bend to as well. We got that. And not yes. just that, but he was taking out those Scorponek droids, eating pikes, <laughs> smashing up Mos Espa. You know, being, and the way he says, do it. I was like, oh, come on. Tim's yes. voice acting is on point throughout this. Uh, and Tim, Tim and Ming-Na are fabulous during this. I think yeah. that they're both really great uh, in this. But yeah, Boba rides a rankle. We get to see Boba finally and Mando using their jetpacks, taking the falls down. Uh, remember in season, I think it's episode one, when he disintegrates that guy on climbing up the wall. You know, Boba has some fantastic moments in this. Cad, when Cad Bane sauntered up through the hazy desert, I remember I got off my chair. Oh, this is this is it, and yeah, the voice man. man the vo- I, I watch those scenes and sequences on YouTube just to hear Corey Burton's grizzled, uh, battle-worn voice work. He's so so good. Cad Bane looked great. And you're talking about live-action species. They brought the the, the Duros into live-action in now in a bleeding way. I thought Cad Bane looked great. All of the deep fakes and all of the characters they brought in looked great. Cad Bane, man, that's why part of me wanted to see more of him because. When he was on screen, that was my focus. When, especially, and when it was him and Boba, this is, I was thinking, this is great. The two characters I've wanted to see. Unbelievable. And, they, and, and their scenes were great, but there, I'm there were so, so many glad, wonderful moments. I'm so glad you mentioned the effects as well. Like, Luke in this. Come on. Mate. It's dangerous, man. Like it's getting a bit. It's getting a bit ridiculous. Like the, again, <laughs> no, right. like the 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 space in time, December twenty twenty, and we are in we are in early twenty twenty two. And this would have Just been done last year. A smidge, a smidge over a year, a smidge over a year. Look at the difference between Luke. Oh my Shamu word! Knows what he's doing, man. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but good on Lucasfilm. Good on Lucasfilm. Seeing someone and going, we want him in our team. Get him in. Get him in. Add him to the roster, mate. Add him to the yep. roster. You know, Pay tremendous. Yeah, bring in it. Yeah. So that's I don't it. know, man. It, 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 I, I think that's worth. That's definitely worth celebrating. Again, that's our team. That's Star Wars making yeah. that difference. And on TV on tv not a film on a tv show absolutely superb um there's there's tons to love man what what do you think about cad bane because i'm i'm happy i'm really happy that cad was included in this series and when when you look at when you look at the greater canon you 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 shouldn't necessarily well yeah that's it you're a canon boy you shouldn't necessarily be looking at this like Oh, he's only just brought in and he's only just been killed because it's like, no, no, well, his character has been around for so long. You, it's just so, it just so happens that Cad is in this part of the Star Wars story and he gets killed off. Right. But also, but also I can't help but feel we've got, we've just seen him and he's just been killed off in live action. (laughs) You know, know, yes. After, after being, after being, after being what, Matty boy? After being so good. After being so good. Thank there you. There it is. Thank, Thank you, Dan Flaming oh, We've got we've gone almost an hour without hearing from Dan, but he's back now. Thank you, bro. Um, Cad Bane. Uh, I thought. Well, you know, Cad Bane's one of my favourite characters. I love Cad. 
I think the portrayal of him was spot on. Corey Burton's voice acting was bang on the money. And he was a presence. He was terrifying, I thought, in Chapter 5, when it's him and Corn and the Cobb. What a sequence that was. What Mad. a scene that was when they're having a face-off. I mean, it's little moments like that, like the Western-style standoffs, which just which are throughout certainly the latter half of the show. Fantastic Star Wars. But they brought him in, they killed him off. Like you said, he's been a he's been omnipresent since the Clone Wars now. He's in the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, now in the Book of Boba Fett. He's not with us anymore. Uh, and of course, the, the the flashing lights on his or is he? Yeah, they people think he might be. I said last week, I I hope he isn't. But I love Cad. I, I the Blue Beefcake is my idol, but not quite. But um, I don't want them to fake out anymore. This is Boba's moment. You know, I always knew you were a killer. He did what he had to do. It set him on a different path again, maybe. But to but to have him have that massive moment when he's when he's connecting with his newfound family, the Tuscans, almost doing it in the name of honour for them as payback and using the gaffy stick, which he made to then turn around and be like, Hey, he's not dead. Yeah. It's a flesh wound. That's all it was. That's it. I think that would be detrimental to, to this series season. Mm. That's one of the biggest moments of the season. And to just brush that off would be, would be folly. It would be another, it'd be another kick in the teeth. So as much as I don't want to see Cad dead, for me, I hope he is, but they can always bring him back again if they need to for show set prior to this. You know, even who knows what they're going to do in the future. You know, bring back, bring him back for, I don't know, stick him in Kenobi or Andor if you must do. That would be a stretch and it would be a bit pointless, but I wouldn't want them to overuse their characters, but they can still bring him back. I loved seeing him. I, I loved seeing Luke Skywalker. I think they did such a great job. I loved seeing Grogu, but I kind of wish I hadn't because I just wanted that to be further down the line in the Mando. Ahsoka, it's always good to see Rosario and Ahsoka. Was she there just so they could have her in a shot with Luke Skywalker? Maybe. But um, again, it was a fat moment that the fans have wanted for the longest time. And also, watching that scene, Luke Skywalker says, will I ever, will I, will I ever see you again? To Ahsoka, just like, a, just like his daddy said to Padme, will I ever see you again? They, they, they had Luke say the line, and if you listen, they've auto-tuned it to be the same cadence, which I found really interesting. So really the same line if you honestly i only listened to that today to hear that he says will i see you again but the way they say it, i was like i heard it my ears pricked up i was like so it's anakin and i listened back i was like it's, they're just giving him they're that not, line for anakin they're not sh- they're not shipping them i certainly are they on the ahsoka i certainly hope not but hey you know be this is the same guy who fancied his sibling for for a couple of years in star wars he didn't know knows. matt he didn't yeah. know he I'm didn't sorry, know. George hadn't written that, so George hadn't written yeah. that. But um, no, I love oh seeing my. Cad Bane. I would have liked to have seen Cad, you know, even teased way back in Chapter Two, when after that, because Chapter Two was incredible. The the train scene, the making the gaffy, the rain dance moment, the um, the the lizard up the nose kind of peyote in the desert kind of thing. Unbelievable Star Wars. I mean, I would have loved a little tease of Cad at the end of that. Where you Do know, you think if we who else was if there? if we had 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 kind of more at the beginning of the show would do you think that would have maybe helped with the like what, what we're kind of thinking is a villain problem quote maybe. unquote again it depends how they use him if, he, if he's just walking around every now and there's a sort of sticking his head in because he's yeah. a hired gun obviously he, he won't be he's not controlling the pikes he works for them but you know sticking having his head him in. Sticking like, his nose, sticking my nose in. If I were you, you know, if, having right? him sticking his nose in would have been quite fun. But um, 
Who knows? It depends how, how they would have written it. If, if five and six played out like they did, it wouldn't have mattered because we've missed out on two hours worth of storytelling and development. But, mm, um, mm. Yeah, chapter two was some of the best Star Wars I've seen since Disney took over, if not prior to that. I think chapter two was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Chapter four was decent. Five and six were great. Seven was good. I didn't dislike chapter seven. It's just it felt like we needed it was missing a few building blocks which should have been set up before. But um, how what do you think is done then for the character of of Boba Fett? This was his show. How has Boba Fett come out of this? And you know what's next for the man? I think he's now a crime lord <laughs> who runs <laughs> who runs probably a major city in the mm-hmm. outer rim. Okay. Strategically, that could be very important for the Mandoverse. It could be really, really important for a bigger picture conflict story. That's what I'm thinking. It has to be that. And also manpower. If let's say if 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 Mando's if one of uh, Boba's allies like Mando needs some manpower, he's got it now. He he wouldn't have had that beforehand, especially now he's kind mm-hmm. of been exiled, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, there's that now. He he has he has allies in numbers, right? And I think that's mm. probably going to be the biggest thing that comes out of this story for me. That is the biggest impact that comes out of this story, other than the elephant in the room that the Grogu Mando reunion happened in this show. Which I'm still, I still very, uh, I feel very mixed about, and we've addressed mm-hmm. on the re- recap. We've even mentioned it on 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 this episode, but yes, those are probably the biggest impacts. It's a good show, know, actually. Would, yeah, you reckon? Yeah, it's a good show because yeah, I'm thinking because he says at the end, oh, maybe we're not we're not cut out for this, and you think, well, where's he going? He can't go back to being a bounty hunter, surely. So what's he going to do? Um, so I the think more, you're right. The maybe more, the more I've thought about that, the more I think that is humour. And even listening back, it, I think oh, it's just—it's just a little. And I don't think I it's this, quite yeah. been conveyed enough as humour. But I do think I genuinely think now, listening back, watching it back, I think he's just having a bit of bants. Well, that's it because they because they got kids coming up to him as they got kids coming up to Boba Fett giving him fruits and saying like, basically, here you are, here you are, my lord, and all this kind of stuff. Basically, yeah. and I think he's kind of like, didn't sign up for this, but yeah, he's so not I just can, packing up. He's not that. going. Uh, foolishly, I think a lot of us thought, oh, he's now like done with being like the crime. I don't think that is it. I think he's going, oh, into, like doing one, you know, you can imagine like if your dad was walking down the street, Matty boy, like, oh, we weren't ready for this. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't mean, <laughs> let's say he got a new job or something and he's getting <laughs> like, and, and he's getting like free breakfast or something like that. And he's like mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Oh, I'm not, didn't sign up for this. Ha ha ha. You know, like, it, like a free it's breakfast. just a passing line. It, imagine that side, Fennec Shan does say if not us then who almost if to set up that you know because he's like I'm not, we're not we're not set up for this. and she's like well who you know if not if we're not who is and of course you get the post credits scene with Corn and the Cobb bathing in the Bacta there's you know I, I can see them passing the reins over to Corn on the Cobb but then obviously what becomes of the Boba Hearted what becomes of Boba Fett because so I think you might be right I think Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's going to try and read Tatooine or another planet of 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 bad stuff on the street. Who knows? A filth. 
Oh, he's gonna he's gonna scourge this filth. But bringing Cobb Vanth in <laughs> didn't feel wrong to me because he is only <clears> down <throat> the M25 in Tatooine. He's only down there in Mos Pelgo Freetown. He's already That's on it. the planet. So That's bringing it. him in that felt right almost because he's there. He's established. Okay, so you mentioned earlier on in the show about average scores. I did. Your average score was eight. about eight point three. Let's compare that to a score that you'd give it subjectively now. You've seen the whole season. Oh, yeah, well, I think I think yours was seven point eight. Just so, just so we can get that in as well. I think yours was seven point eight. Mine's eight point three. I would probably actually lean more to your score, seven point eight. Yeah. And there's, and you might think, well, hold on, this guy's just been just been wailing on this show. I haven't. I'm meaning to anyway, but. Um, I have spent the last seven recaps basically gushing over the show. If you've listened to those, you'll know that. But um, but somewhere between 7.8 and 8.3, you know, the highest I would go is an 8 out of 10 because I think the high, in the terms of the Boba Fett five episodes, there were some wonderful highs in the Boba Fett ones. And in the two Mando ones, huge highs. You combine them, well, what a, what a, what a series. But if I take it as a Boba season, just to five episodes – it would get the eight out of ten because it's missing something which five and six could have filled in. Yeah, but I still don't think that's a bad score. Um, what about yourself? Would you stick it seven point eight, or are you going up, down, left, right? I side think I'd give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I think I think I'd go down to seven out of ten, just because it 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 doesn't always feel cohesive. It feels disconnected yes. for me. I have issues with the directing. Robert Rodriguez, yeah, specifically. I Robbie don't Rod- have issues with anyone else's directing. I don't. I don't. But Robert Rodrigue- Rodriguez's episodes feel ropey. To me, they feel a bit amateurish. The Din and Grogu thing bothers me a lot. But again, that's something I just write for now. I have to put on the back burner a wee bit and just deal with it and see what happens. Yeah, um, I, I, I love the twins. I love the Hut Twins. You've, you've, you've been then, digging the Twins, haven't you? And then they go. <laughs> That's it. They got a bit They're like, frightened. oh, we were going to come. We can, we turned up. We're threatening you. But <laughs> next episode, do you know what? We tried to assassinate you, but sorry. Here's a rancor. Here's, here's, here's a rancor. Not good for business. We're going to clear yeah. off. <laughs> Have Chris What are you talking well. about? What's it? Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you on? That seems so <laughs> random. That seems, and now it's, looking back, now looking back, that seems so weird. It's yep. so weird. Surely there's another way to write around it. Surely. I don't, got I two don't episodes know. They had, which weren't Boba centric, which they could have used. And I find myself torn because those two episodes are so good. They were, they were in fact so good, uh, but they were, they, they were there primed for maybe a bit more about the twins the pikes, the the war of Mos Espa, that's where you do it, mate. And, mate, but, we could have had more Garza Fwip in those oh, two imagine. episodes. Gone but never but, forgotten. On the other hand, we got a man who really changed. He grew. He went through heartbreak. He went through loss. He gained family, lost it, gained it again. Uh, that's marvellous. It's so Star Wars. It's so yeah. Star Wars. When this show is strong, it is so strong. It's exactly. such an asset, such an asset to the franchise and to Star Wars. But at other times, it just feels like 
an afterthought. It feels like someone was rushing to make this. And I find it, I find it really difficult and hard to believe this is written by the same people that made the Mandalorian season one and two. It, and, and I'm telling you, I, I've said this to you, mate. I've said I will be really surprised, really, really surprised if this had the exact same kind of production and treatment as Mando had. I'll be <laughs> really surprised. Oh, yeah. And I don't think, I really don't think we're going to get much of a glimpse into the behind the scenes. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a wee bit more messy than they're going to put a we realize and not show us the deleted scenes or any behind the scenes stuff too much. But uh, and you're right though, this isn't just Bobby Rod. We've got to throw everybody. If we're going to throw Bobby under the bus, we've got to chuck everyone under for certain elements, including including the untouchable John and Dave. You know, they they well, certainly John because he wrote it. There there is issues with the writing. Was he as focused? I don't know. Probably. Was there was there studio interference? Look, we need that. We need the baby. We need Grogu in this. We got so we got to sell more Grogu toys. Who knows? There's, that's the cynic in me thinking that there's nothing to that's come out or nothing to, to suggest that. But it, there is, mm, yeah, an afterthought. There is that kind of feeling that this wasn't treated as as vital as the Mandalorian is. You know, they're kind of almost coasting on the success of the Mandalorian, leaning on the legend of Boba Fett to sell this uh, series. And, you know, maybe thought, well, we, we can get away of giving some great moments and we can deviate off and, you know, people love the Mando, so it will be fine. But there's also people like me who just wanted a cohesive story. And I'm I, I, it's a broken record, bro, because everything about this show was great until, until yeah. you start sort of scraping away a little bit and think what could have been, what was, what they set up, what they didn't uh, pay off on. Yeah. You know, what they've set up for other shows like Luke says to Ahsoka will I see you again and she says perhaps and like I said on a recap she may have sort of just winked at the camera and held up a coming soon on Disney Plus sign Ahsoka right you know right. It's, it was too right. much of kind of backdoor setups and I get it this is now we are now living in a Mandoverse Ahsoka is probably going to have an episode where she's not the focus maybe uh, and maybe even Din Djarin won't be in an episode of the Mando maybe we've just got to get used to this right it just felt very right clunky slash mcclunky oh. in the book of boba fett it's not a bad thing in itself to set things up it's not a bad thing other ip could do it and do it very well but there is also that kind of brand recognition that comes of that that you expect them to do that yeah i don't think it was explicitly stated that this was going to set up the mando and ahsoka i know collider put that report saying this was essentially mando 2.5 but there was nothing official no one, Kathleen's, yeah, no one said, guys, this is like Mando 2.0. No yeah, one officially said Kathleen that. Said and, and why, in the same era. And Matty Boy, how would you explain that to a casual fan, to your aunts and uncles who, who just like, yeah, I love, and there are lots of people, there are millions of people who watch The Mandalorian who aren't even that bothered about the films. They're not that bothered. They, they kind of, they're they're, they're kind of, series, yeah. They're loose. They have a loose understanding of the Star Wars universe, but the Mandalorian hits home, and Disney knows that. Lucasfilm knows that. This show is huge. Let's not get it twisted. I even think us Star Wars fans, us hardcore people, maybe even lose sight of that sometimes. I don't think we realize that years and years and years on, right, a show that came out, Matty Boy, weeks before the Rise of Skywalker, is still able to ship and sell merch. Now, in shops, yep. more than Boba Fett merch, more than a lot of other merch, 
you can still go buy yeah. Mando merch there. It's that big. It's huge. It's huge. huge. So yeah, I think I think there's also that issue too. That well, maybe this was kind of never going to be a Mando. Yeah. Yeah, mate, and not everything needs to be a man. And it can't, it can't needs be. To be that it can't thing. be. And it can't be, exactly. But I guess with the with what we've had, maybe we're just spoiled. And um, uh, there was a lot to enjoy about Boba Fett, not, not least the theme song and the music, though, bro. We haven't mentioned that. The music was great. The theme song was superb. The Major Domo, I thought he was really good. I grew to really like him. Um, and just what it did for the character of Boba Fett, it took this... It took this, you know, tin head who just stood there and nodded and got eaten by mm. a rancor and made him something, you know, certainly started to make him somebody with substance. You know, this was a man who'd found his family, who'd found his tribe, who'd found meaning in his life. You know, he'd found that kinship. That's a huge story. And like I said, that's very Star Wars. And that is what I take out of this. It's not, oh, it was all over the place or it could have been this and ever now. It's made me care about a character who previously wasn't really bothered by whatsoever. And I think Tim nailed it. And I can't wait to see what uh, Ming-Na Wen and Tim do with these characters going forward. My last question for you though, my man. Yeah. Are we getting a season two? Would would you like to see a season two? And are we getting one? I don't think so. And I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary. I think the point of this series is so that Mando has allies in the world, in yeah, the galaxy. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. That's what I said earlier. That's why I think the point of this series is, is that a battle is coming and Mando and his side will need, need soldiers. And where he, he, there's no other place he can get soldiers, really. He's extremely limited, but he has someone he has fought and was willing to die for on Tatooine for Mos Espa in the Battle of Mos Espa. Yep. Boba Fett. And Boba Fett's not going to forget that. He's not going to forget that. So it's it's not going, exactly, it's not going to be the last time we see Boba Fett, and it's not going to be the last time we see Boba Fett's army. You know, his group, his Black Kassantan, the Rancor, I don't know, Ming-Na, you know, <laughs> Fennec Shan, sorry. You're going to be seeing all of these guys. They, they are the reinforcements. They are the reinforcements. And I think that is probably the most important thing because at the end of the day, this series kind of, it, it, it makes it kind of concrete that let's not get it twisted. The main story is still the Mandalorian. The main yeah. character is still Din Djarin. The main sidekick 100%. is Grogu. That is Star Wars at the moment. And Boba Fett kind of reminds us of that. And that's what we're kind of digesting at the moment. And maybe that's what we need to get a bit more used to. And I'm, I have no problem with that. Once, once again, maybe it all comes down to something. It does indeed come down to execution. Gotta be done. Gotta be done, mate. Gotta be done. Drink your poos, drink up, drink up. Right. Right. I think we've, I think we've done a lot of Boba Fett. What do you think? Should we? I think so, mate. I would like to see a season two, if not just to see these actors return in these roles and actually give them their own mm. time in the spotlight. Where does the story go? I have no idea. Do I think we're going to get one? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The t- for me, the time to announce it was immediately after, fina- after f- the finale. But we got another show announced, mate, after the yes. finale. Or at least we got confirmation of a date. Which we, on before, the same Obi 
one Kenobi. On the same day. On the same day, which we, yeah. we chatted about. We thought it was a big, bit weird. But it turns out that there was a Disney investors call that day being chaired by, of course, Disney CEO uh, Bob Chapek, um, who is sense. a bit of a controversial character. But yeah, we got a Kenobi date. Oh, the series, Disney Plus uh, exclusive Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming to Disney Plus around the world 25th of May 2022. Uh, and we got a sneaky poster. It's a very minimal poster. Um, Obi-Wan looking a bit aged. Walking across the sands of Tatooine, Tatooine again. Um, looks good. Very good poster. People are excited for this. Like, excited. Very, very excited for this. It's nice to see. It's nice to see. And why are they excited? Because of Obi-Wan. The the poster is great. It's a minimalist poster. It's a guy in the desert wandering yeah. alone. That is what we all thought this was going to be, a an introspective look. And he's holding Ray Skywalker's lightsaber. Shout out to whoever it was on Twitter who stirred up that hornet's nest. But he's holding the Skywalker saber in his hand. And yeah, Ewan looks great. All the stuff that's come out recently about, you know, Ewan working, what he said about working with Hayden and as Anakin Skywalker and behind the scenes stuff we're hearing, like official stuff from the actors. Mate, just, it's May the 25th can't come soon enough. We've got May the 4th celebrations first, and then we can start building up. We'll probably get a trailer in about, I don't know, six weeks, two, six to eight weeks, mate. But my, the fun has already begun, mate. I'm already excited for the Kenobi. There's no footage they can show me which will get me even more excited. Of course, I'll still explode. But there's nothing they can show me which will make me think, right, it's gone, it, my, my expectations have gone from here to here. I mean, I can't wait, mate. I cannot wait. Some might say, that's as wild the farm begins. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Ooh, I feel like I've been in the sands of Tatooine for a couple of years now because I'm getting a bit dry in the old throat. I think I need a, a drink, mate, and... It just so happens that the Essex Falcon has pulled up outside of the dusty drinking hole the band seen now, mate. The only question that remains is, shall we? Ah, let's do it. Ah, Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absolutely. Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Uh, <laughs> each week, for those new and old to the show, we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, we wanted to know what your thoughts were on the Book of Boba Fett. Yes, and we got some sweet reactions online. So we're going to share a few of those bad boys. Uh, our boy, Andrew Swainson, who was commissioned to do some sweet artwork for Disney Plus for the release of Boba Fett. In fact, we actually shared his image when we were asking people this. 
Uh, go follow him on socials, Andrew Swainson, incredibly talented. Uh, he said he really enjoyed it overall. Uh, I think it may have been better with a more linear narrative in the early episodes and let things play out in sequence rather than hopping back and forth in time. I loved all the stuff with the Tuscans. Great, great stuff. Our boy Eve, all the way from Malta or Austria. I don't know where he is half the time. He's usually traveling or between those (laughs) two places. I think he's in Austria at the moment. He says this, he goes, it was okay, but that's it. The choices felt odd and alienated a great part of the audience. All the psychological study depth setups ultimately led to nothing. And I left wondering why this series was made in the first place. It seemed to be a mix between, oh no, we need Grogu back in Mando season three and need to somehow explain that the elevator pitch wouldn't it be cool to see Boba Rider Rancor? Don't get me wrong, the Tuscan spirituality and all that was awesome, and the Mando 2.5 bit was also nice, but it was the book of Boba Fett. No, it was more disconnected, like Visions or, he, he, he goes for it, the sequel trilogy. He goes on to say, P.S., it, it started off as a 9 out of 10, better than Mandalorian for him, but ended as a 6 out of 10. Man, the, the, the downward trajectory there, that's quite that's quite deep. But again, a lot of people, I think, expected it to go in a certain direction, and it didn't. What's interesting there is two people have pretty much said the opposite thing. They, like, Guy preferred, um, Andrew preferred the earlier episodes, Oh no! Well, it would have it may it may have been better with a more linear narrative in the all oh, right. Fair enough. They got more of a similar attitude. Oh, shut up! Oh, shut up! I'm getting that wrong. <laughs> but there we go, uh, Matty boy. Before I get anything else wrong, let's play a voicemail. What did I think of the book of Boba Fett? Well, overall, I did really enjoy it. I do agree with those who say that some episodes were a bit choppy, and unfortunately this includes the season finale. I could have done without Grogu in that episode, to be honest, and I feel that the reunion of Din Djarin and Grogu was lackluster. I would have preferred for them to be separated a bit longer, and for their reunion to have been made more impactful, just more emotional. It was, as I think Matt said, a bit anticlimactic, The show peaked with episode 6, and that became a bit problematic in the end for me. And I think I'm just not a huge fan of Bobby Rod's directing, to be honest. Still really enjoy the show, and I hope that we will see more of the characters in the future. So, a solid 7 out of 10 from me. Andreas Blum there with the goods, with the spice goods. Um, And obviously... You know, Bobby Rod as a nickname is picking up, mate. Boy. Sticky, I think you mate. should be proud. <laughs> after, after all the bly puns, uh, it's nice to get another one out there which is sticking, mate. But anticlimactic, <laughs> I did say that. So um, <laughs> I did say an anticlimactic, and it did feel a bit like that after everything that we'd had before. But Andreas, mate, uh, thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, Gil Mundy said, I really enjoyed the deeper story of Boba, of how he wants to change but is out of his depth, but then at the end realizes it's not for him. The whole series was a slow burn, but you can't tell a story like this with high-paced action all the time. 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, Stuart Howe, Sticky Pop. For me, all of the positive comments were along the lines of it was great to see Luke, Ahsoka, Mando, Grogu, or Boba was riding a Rancor. Nothing to do with a storyline that built over seven episodes. 
Star Wars has always been about great, great storytelling. That's why we get so drawn in. Thumbs down, sad face. And uh, 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 Kai77 said, it certainly got everyone talking. I really enjoyed it. Vespers and all. It was great fun. Seeing Luke, that episode was pretty special. It was like they'd achieved time travel to make that episode. It's something we'll talk about for years to come. So there's a legacy we're talking about here with the Book mm-hmm. of Boba Fett. Will mm-hmm. it involve Boba Fett or will it involve Luke Skywalker and a deep fake technology, which is kind of what uh, Andreas as well was get, getting at. And, and Stuart as well mentioned that, you know, if I was talking about it, things that aren't necessarily Boba. But we've got, we got a couple of uh, positive comments in there. Gil Monday, 10 out of 10 for him. So let's move on over to the voice messages and see what Simon Lee Tranter thinks. Hi chaps, my thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett. As a lifelong Star Wars fan, I really wanted to like this show, but I found it to be extremely mediocre. I'm just not sure what the point of the show was. Any story content could have easily been told over a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian, I think. The flashback structure didn't really work at all for me, and I don't think Robert Rodriguez is a good fit for the show. Episodes 1 and 3 in particular felt flat and uninspired, and dare I say a little bit cheap. The fundamental problem as I see it is that The Mandalorian is already the Boba Fett series. So much of what Fett was, is, or imagined to be, was used for Mando, forcing a rethink and reinvention of Fett's character. Personally, I think they should have made him the flip side to Mando, a bit darker, more brutal, shadier. That seemed to be how they were setting him up when he first appeared in The Mandalorian. The Fett we now have doesn't seem like the same character that murdered Bib Fortuna in cold blood. More problematically, I feel the strongest two episodes by far were the ones that didn't feature Boba Fett, which isn't good when your show is called The Book of Boba Fett. Still, I did find plenty to enjoy in the series, and episode 5 and 6 made it worthwhile. Make Boba Fett naughty again. It's pretty much what I picked up there. So, but yeah, I, I forgot about that. The guy who gunned down Fortuna in cold blood um, yeah. also wanted to rule with respect um, whilst brutally murdering Lad on the throne. But we found out he double-crossed him, but we never found out how. So, um, yeah, Simon, uh, we can't really disagree with most of the points that you've said there because we've said a lot of them on the episode here. We did like the show, though. We really did enjoy the show. But unlike... The Mandalorian, where we came out with minor qualms. Here we came out with slightly bigger ones. But the experience overall, though, I had a good time with the Book of Boba Fett. Lukey boy, can you, can you, would, you, would you give it a thumbs up, the Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, I would, because it's yeah. Star Wars and it's wonderfully yeah. weird. You know, yep. uh, who doesn't love wonderly, wonderfully weird Star Wars? I do. And it's, it's worth noting that there were a lot of people that really did uh, love the show. Yeah. Um, and even the Rodriguez episodes, although for the most part online, that's something that I have noticed a lot of people saying too. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking, dude, this, this guy, I don't think he's, I don't think he's our Star Wars guy. I don't think that. And a lot of people have been coming out saying, don't think he quite makes the cut um worth noting as well there were some people who thought uh their favorite episode i mean the favorite episodes are all over the place like some people love the finale our boy johnny olif starbird files go check him out finale is joint favorite with episode two you know he loves it it's so it, it it's it depends on people's taste 
and that's what we don't yeah. want to gloss over. That there was, we got so many comments, and we haven't picked these out on purpose. We just picked the ones out which had, um, which we we like the look of basically. But there was a lot of positive comments. A lot of people scoring this highly. A lot of people whose favourite episodes weren't chapters five and six. And a lot of people who like who like Luke said up top. For them, this is their this is their streaming series. This is their current favourite series, the Book of Boba for over Mando one and two. So more power to everyone there. And to reiterate, we both did enjoy this series. So thank you everyone for sending in your voice messages, for your comments. For those who we didn't get around to featuring this week on the Bantina, please do keep sending in your contributions. We'll do everything we can to get you featured on another edition of the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. It's the spiciest part of the Buntudo's patron question section. And to start us off is a legend. Someone who sounds a little familiar. I'm not sure why. Mike Hudson. Search your feelings. Search your feelings, guys, and discuss. I know someone who's going to really like this question. Is it a question? I don't know. Let's find out. Search your feelings and discuss the vintage Star Wars mini rig toys and discuss if any of them ever made an appearance in any Star Wars on-screen film or series, etc. Uncle Bone. (laughs) Main boy. Go. Right, I did a little bit of research into this one because I didn't know the answer to this one. So I did a little bit of research and found out that um, the guy who designed them, Mark Boudreaux, uh, who was a Kenner designer, he was quoted as saying, if you didn't see any of the mini-rigs in the Star Wars films, that's because they were always just out of camera range. They were the vehicles or, or whatever that were, just off screen. You couldn't see them. So that's why you never really saw any of them on screen. That said, it wasn't that there was none at all. You had a, an Ewok catapult and glider was seen in Return of the Jedi. An Imperial troop transport was seen in loads mm-hmm. of comics, and I think Star Wars Rebels as well. Uh, you've got uh, an MLC-3 cannon. That's in comics and the complete encyclopedia. You've got a multi-terrain vehicle in the the Star Wars card game called The Dark Time. A PDT-8 that was in an encyclopedia whilst also being released. And a sand skimmer that was uh, used in an episode of Droids called The New King. Uh, as alongside an air-to-land interceptor, imperial sniper, and a side gunner, and an Ewok battle mm. wagon, which was released in the Power of the Force line, was shown in an oh, episode of Ewoks called Wicket's Wagon. So, a lot of the mini rigs, that's stuff that Kenner uh, released post the Return of the Jedi, and most of the stuff people hadn't seen before, because it was new. It wasn't in the films. There were transports or weapons, which weren't in the films, but Kenner just wanted to make or Star Wars Lucasfilm commissioned to make a bit of extra pretty green. Um, oh yeah, so lot, you know, so uh, if, uh, if we if we make it, if we make it, the kids will buy it. You know, they'll, they'll be nagging their moms and dads in the aisles of Tesco's <laughs> yeah, yeah. around the world. Uh, I wish they had that. I, I wish they had that thoughts now, mate. Because like you said, there'd be so many toys from Boba Fett. I would have loved to have bought, but most of the mini rig toys were shown in. Uh, some kind of animation or in comics encyclopedias or fantasy flight game card games uh, only one or two of gl- a catapult and glider actually made into a film which was uh, on Endor in Return of the Jedi so a lot of them have remained within the legend of uh, external 
canon because that's all that's all they ever were the stuff that was always just off shot right okay i will say this one of the minifigs um or mini rigs sorry um look a lot like i mean a lot like the nrn99 persuader class droid enforcer which is listen i didn't know that off uh, off the top of my head guys come on i mean our our regular listeners would have known that anyway um yeah you know so you know on kashyyyk in revenge of the sith battle for kashyyyk uh the the separatists are uh attacking the beach they're they're doing a beach invasion d-day style and there are these like kind of um tank things of like a big wheel in the middle Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they're like they're like classic um battle droids just like classic. sitting on them and like shooting but these things have like cannons on the side of them they're quite big meaty things i love yeah. those things armored tank droid i think is their like kind of common name um A-T-D. and they're modeled uh, they look a little bit like uh, some tanks from the first world war anyway but there yes. is a minifig that looks a lot a lot like that mini rigger i'm sorry it looks a lot like that a lot like that like the design has come straight from there and it looks like an endor guy with it so i don't even know the name of it but if you just like google vintage star wars mini rig toys you can see this come up in kind of like this this catalog photo and it's so it, it, to me that's the first thing i noticed it screams that so there you go now you know probably they've probably <laughs> been in, they've probably inspired many vehicles that we've seen nowadays but not quite the same well, that's a good shout though so uh, if yeah, anyone knows yeah. uh, Uncle Bone's question if anyone knows any more about vintage Star Wars mini rig toys and their appearances across any Star Wars from 1983 onwards or 1980s, the 80s onwards let us know because that's a very uh, that's a very niche question and like Luke said there's a lot of our listeners who will be digging that now so uh, nice one Uncle uh, moving on Justin Corley our newest patron hello mate he said, with the much better visuals on a certain returning cameo, we can now say Luke Skywalker, and the absolutely stunning appearance of a certain stranger we all might have expected and were anxious about the uh, the uh, execution of it. Oh, oh, It feels like the doors have been blown wide open on who could show up from now on in live action. So, Lukey mm. boy, what's your top list of characters you'd love to see show up now that we're all fairly confident they can be done well? It's a bit of a hard one because it depends on the series and it has to depend on the series. My boy's getting awfully close to that camera. He wants me <laughs> to say something and I'm not sure what it is. Oh, no, it would be closer. it would be a joy. Not that I'm like dying over it, but it would be a joy to see Luke, Leia and Han together again. And if that were mostly a CGI thing and it looked good enough, that might be that might be enough. I'd love to see a young Ben Solo. Uh, again they'd probably just cast someone to play that like <laughs> they're gonna cast a young luke in the kenobi series i'm sure of it young Leia, maybe. um yeah um oh yeah yeah that too um but really i'm th- i'm kind of thinking again with the cg stuff it's kind of hard to tell what's really necessary i think it'd be really groovy to do like just a background character like one of the generals or one of the pilots from like Return of the Jedi or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just do it. Yeah, if boy. you were to do it on something, just that kind of demure, 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's like flexing that kind of Lucasfilm ILM muscle, but in <laughs> such a subtle way. They're like, yeah, we did this because we can. Like, can you just imagine? Yeah. That is just like ultimate flex. But it's kind of hard to say, to be honest. I, I, I can't help but think of... They're, they've all been done, haven't they? Maybe in the Kenobi series, we'll get like an aged Kenobi that kind of they've altered his face slightly using this technology to make him look like a real cross between Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. That's that. That I think that would be the most effective. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, the Han, Luke, and Leia. I, I've yeah, I can already hear the world half of them saying yes please and the other half saying mm. please no um, I, I don't know where I stand yeah. that because I mean, I'm, I, I am on both sides I'd love to see it I mean sadly obviously Carrie Fisher is no longer with us we're never yep. going to have Han, Luke and Leia in in the flesh again together on screen we had a chance and they went a different way in the sequels which is fine um, yep. could they do it one day in live action yes my only my only worry of that is Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford are still alive to okay it. How Carrie Fisher isn't now. Um, her, his, her daughter can say yes, that's fine in the estate, but at what point are you? Did, did the, we always mention the E and the M, the ethics and the morals? At which point do we have to stop now and say right? Why are we bringing Luke Leia back here? Is it for fan services to get people up excited about our show? Is it to give everyone a moment they missed out on, or is it genuinely for the story? If they want to bring Leia back for the story and de-age the character, because, you know, no one is their character, but Carrie Fisher and Leia are so synonymous. If they can do it to suit the story and have the big three back together, then absolutely give it to me. Like Ray said in The Rise of Skywalker, give it to me. Do it. If they can can make it work, fine, make it do it. But if it was just so they could, you know, right some wrongs or perceived wrongs, and I don't know about that, but... If they did it, of course I would enjoy it in the moment. Uh, I actually yeah. have got it written down like Rebel and Imperial Officers, some like a New Hope or something like that, like in the background. Oh, really? The ones that we saw. I have. I've got, got them. Like, I have. Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, man, just because why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and also, you know, some from animation, I know a side ventures' story ended in Dark Disciple, but I think they can make a side ventures work now in live action. I think they could yeah. really make her look good. Uh, Hondo Onaka, people want to see him desperately. Hondo could be great. Barris Offie. I thought I thought we could see Hondo and Book of Boba Fett, to be I honest. I thought that too. I'm surprised we didn't, yeah. given the given how they're tying everything into the Galaxy's Edge or the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser now. I thought maybe they oh. could bring in Hondo. But um oh, oh. um but Barris Offie as well, they could bring her in. I think they could make the Mirian look good as well. So um and also the clones. Let's make the clones look good. We've we've got Essex clone, we've got plenty of clones we know. Who look good in their costume let's get some real actual people in costumes and make and make that work so um there's a lot of people it comes down to the ethics and the moral when it, when people aren't around anymore but if they're alive and willing the the, the possibilities are endless or a sarge ventress i think it's time to bring a sarge back it or bring her into live action mate so uh, that's who i'm gonna go for shout mate great shout we love it we love it thank you for sending in that debut patreon question justin you absolute sick head and lastly we've got our boy the belgian bond himself adam simmons who asks 
Howdy, Spice Miners. Howdy, Spice Miners! <laughs> what kind of small mention throughout the saga would you like to see in a show or movie? I personally wonder why an angel would be in Star Wars from Little Annie. Little Annie's quote, Are you, are you an angel? I've heard the deep... Oh, hang on. Are you an angel? I've heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They live on the moons of Lego, I think. <laughs> Stay spicy. Stay spicy. Um, Vadim's asking a pretty meaty one there, Matty Boy. What do you reckon, man? That is filth. I mean, I wouldn't expect any less from the Belgian Bond. Um, That's it. I'm, uh, I, right, the, <laughs> yeah, the first little line I'd like to see built upon that. <laughs> No, I know what you're going to say. I actually know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Don't you dare. Go on, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> somehow, Palpatine <laughs> <he> returned. <laughs> I'd love to see them expand on that somehow in a film or something. But um, yeah. that yeah. aside, um, right. something Luke Skywalker said in in The Last Jedi when when they're in the tree and they're talking about the, the Jedi text, and it's like, you know, or even like the tree itself, the temple. This was built a thousand generations ago to keep these, the original Jedi texts. I'd love to see something set way back when. And we're talking about the genesis, the origin of the Jedi. I'd love to see something then. You know, when, what, you know, how, what, it was built a thousand generations ago. We always hear thousand generations this, thousand generations that. Obi-Wan mentioned it. I'd like to go yep. back a thousand generations. I'd really, yep. really, you can, you can do anything. Don't worry about canon. You can do anything because it's not going to affect, affect anything a thousand years ago. Um, or oh, the pits of Grick in the Rise of Skywalker as well. They said they're going to chuck us in the pits of Grick. Hey, look, little little fun things like that. I'd like to see the pits of Grick in a live action series just for a laugh. You know, that's why that's why that's where they were going to throw Finn and Poe. So. Um, yeah, that'd be mine. I'd like to uh, to build on what Obi and Luke said about thousand generations ago. That's a good one, mate. That's a very Thanks, good one. I like that, and and I think we're going to kind of get that. A little bit in High Republic, but I think what you're saying, like you're going back further, 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 further. More. I think that's more. I think it's inevitable. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, right. You know, last week I mentioned Ponda Baba, the one who did mention Ponda Baba, the king. I love Ponda Baba. Um, Doctor Evazan. Oh. I have the death sentence on ten systems, or what does he say? Is it ten systems? What a show How many off, is it? Twelve? So. Twelve? Might be twelve. Let's go twelve. Ponda, mate, Ponda Baba and Dr. Everson. Just, just them, a, murking it around the galaxy. Mate, I would be here for it. Or even like, I'm not even joking, even a comic book series or something. I'd be all over that. Doesn't yeah. have to tie into, you know, just Do- Dr. Everson and Ponda Baba going around... <laughs> being a couple of absolute sickheads taking couple. down people like he has the death sentence mate why is that on, yeah, why? on X well we know why because he butchers people that's why he's a, he's a bad doctor I mean it helps that I've just wikipedia'd him and his name is Cornelius yeah what oh, yeah let's have a look Let, how many death sentences has he got Hiding, he had received death. Come on, just make it easy for me. How many? You've got a count. How many? You've got a count. Hang on. Hey He's Siri. He's got a count. How many death sentences does Doctor Everson have? Okay, I found this on the web for how many death sentences does Dr. Everson have? <laughs> <laughs> just leads me back to. Well done, Siri. Yes, very good. <laughs> 
He's just um, told you. He's just giving you your question back. It's gone. Go here. Okay. A grubby uh, Alexa, scared. Twelve. How many 12 death systems. sentences did Doctor Everson have? Alexa, don't even know what you're yeah, on about. Useless. Awful. Flipping Jeff Bezos. Nice one, Bezos. Down with Amazon. Uh, yeah. Well, twelve then. Twelve. Twelve. We we said that, didn't we? We were like ten yeah, we, or twelve. I think we did. Twelve sounded right. There we go. Twelve. He's, he's a bit of a that's, that's, that's my answer. That's my answer. I I think that's that'd be sick. Oh, that'd be sick. Did not. I yeah. didn't know what to expect from your answer, but it wasn't um, Iverzan and Ponder. It's just it's been it's been on my mind a lot recently. You know, Cantina Showdown, Power of the Force set and stuff. I've always wanted it in my collection, so you know, you know how it is. Come around full circle, all thanks to the Belgian bomb. He's probably sunning himself on a yacht in the Mediterranean somewhere uh, with a with a martini shaken, of course, not stirred. Well, thank you very much for those Patreon questions. As ever, we'd love to hear your answers to all of them. Is there a particular quote or? morsel of filth that you'd like to see expanded upon in a show or a film if so let us know same again for characters you want to see brought into live action and if you know anything about this vintage star wars mini rig toys let us and mike hudson know about it but that is going to be that for this week's edition of the bantina bartender sorry about the mess but we will be back again this time next week for another stint in the bantina It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! Yeah! Drop the bass, boys! Each week we end on a Star Wars-themed game and we alternate who's going to host it. And this week, I'm hosting. So, Luke, do you want to know what I'm hosting for you? Of course I do, mate. Host me. Host me. I'm hosting this. It's a Mandalorian oh. Oh. Uh, quiz. Could be because the oh. Boba Fett has just come. And of course, oh. it, we all know that was a backdoor spin-off for the Mandalorian season three. So yep. I've got some some cards. And on them is some questions which you're going to have to answer about the Mandalorian. The season oh, that's of cheeky. The Mandalorian. That's, that's cheeky. Okay. All right. These, so I'm, uh, hopefully they're hard. But um, uh, are you ready then, mate? Yeah, of course I am. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. Right, DJ, smash that music. Here we go. So question one then. <laughs> what was the name of Zion's brother? Quentin, Quinn or Quest? Qu- Quentin. What is it again? Quentin. Quentin, Quinn or Quest? I think it's Quinn. You would be right in saying Quinn. It is Quinn. Hey, yes, mate. Well, okay. That's the uh, Twi'lek fellas from Chapter 6, I think, or Chapter yeah, 4 they, of Season they, 1. They, the, the Prison, prison Break. The Prison that's Break. Um, right. Yep. Which planet did Ahsoka Tano instruct the Mandalorian to take the child to? Arvala 7, Jeddah, or Tython? Tython. Oh, he's going to make this easy, isn't he? You've got that one spot Come on. Come on. Come, Come on, on, mate. Come on, Come mate. On. Right, I've got to try and find some that are really quite hard. Um, oh, no. No, too easy. Too easy. Uh, too easy. Right, here we go. Oh, that's really easy as well. Okay. Who is inmate, <laughs> who is inmate 34667? Omera, the Mithril, or Meeks Mayfield? 
Migs Mayfeld. He's doing it right, mate. You're doing it. Three out of three. Let's give you a couple more. See, if you've never All had right. 100% game. This could be it. Oh, come on. This Let's could be it, it mate. Right, I've just it. asked you that question. Do it! Uh, uh, no, this it is really easy because you you all know every single one of these questions, and I know you will do so. Um, Throw them at me. Throw them. Give me what the, the colourings. Yeah, you can do this. What are the colourings of an incinerator stormtrooper? Are they all white? Are they white what? with red stripes, or are they gold with black circles? Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Uh, they are... Say it again. Are they... Uh, all white. Yeah. White with red markings or gold and black with black circles. I'm sure. Oh, now I'm not sure. I'm sure it's red. I'm sure it's red. Yeah, red. You're going to go that final answer? Yes. You are correct. It is red and white with red markings. Yeah. It's that big boy who walks in and Grogu pushes back the fire. That's it. Yep. 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 Uh, Vintage Collection just released one of him. He's he's pretty tidy. See, I mean, I could have probably done with a Ben Solo or some other characters, but, you know, that'll do. Another full storm. One day. One day. Okay. Uh, True or false, mate? True or false? Grief Karga sustained an injury to his chest during a brawl with Mando. True. You're going to go he, true? He, he, yeah, he 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 got shot, but the best guard that he was paid earlier on in the episode saved him. So I don't know if that counts or not. He probably got a bruise, so maybe it's no. <laughs> but I know what it's... Re- either way, I know what it's referring to. So I bet True he survived, so maybe he didn't get an injury. So maybe it's no. Which one are you going to go for? True or false? So what's the question again? Uh, true or false? Uh, Grief Karga sustained an injury during a brawl with the Mandalorian. No. Injury, to, injury to the chest. Yeah, I don't think he did. He got shot, but he survived. So I'm going to say no. And if it's not that... It's wrong. The answer is true. <laughs> he did sustain an injury to his chest because he got sh- during a brawl. What? They could have what said was the injury. What, what was the injury? A bruise. Yeah, his his, uh, his pride was dented. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Who on earth made those cards? I'm going to complain. Let's email in. Uh, who Let's made email these in. cards? Lucasfilm for one. Uh, no, I'll find you in a minute. But the last question, then. Go on, go on, go on. Last question, and then and then you can have a go. Right, yeah. what is in the middle of the seeing stone? Is it a totem, a hemisphere, or a pyramid? A hemisphere. Are you sure it's a hemisphere? What is a in totem, the middle of the seeing stone? What is in the middle of the seeing stone? Yep, a totem, a hemisphere, or a pyramid. You feel confident? Yeah, yeah, yeah a hemisphere. You were right to go with your gut, mate, because it is a All hemisphere. Right. You're so making you... me double. You're making me, you know, doubt myself, mate. You naughty boy. Uh, I'm sorry. This All is right. made by Paladone, which is based in Shoreham on Shoreham by Sea in West Sussex. So not right. too far. We can go and go and go 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 full flame trooper and burn their factory down. Yeah, let's go road man. trip and be like, up. excuse me, what injury? <laughs> what injury was it? What yeah, injury can was it? Imagine. 
the geeks turning up. Well, you got five out of six right there, mate. Um, I did think you were going to get it at one point. Yeah. You said it was true. Six out of six, really, but all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, mm, for, for the actual, right. for the honour, in the name of honour, six out of six, mate. I'll give yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 boy. Yeah. Well, that is the game, then, mate. Well done for the Mandalorian theme game in the Mandalorian colon the Book of Boba Fett episode. So that is that then for this episode of Star Wars Sessions one four nine one four nine. But the fun doesn't end there, mate. No one's ever really gone because we've got a roundtable in a few days. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we will be there. Just search for the Star Wars Sessions. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about that Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. $2 a month. Come on, starts starts at two dollars a month. It, it costs more to grab a really average sandwich. Come on, yep. come on. Yep. What are you thinking? Get on it. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Chica-chica. Yeah, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy. You can find a podcast. You're going to find us there. And if you do love our show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which now includes Spotify. Five stars really helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another fine way to hear from you fine folk each and every week. May Apple podcast reviews and Spotify reviews are doing us wonders at the moment. Make them the five-star bad boys, guys. Give us those five stars, and we, we, we will go, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you yeah that's it please tell all your star wars friends friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell ponda baba tell your ewok <laughs> tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier yeah tell grief cargo's chest injury this is a podcast you're looking for <laughs> so until next time from me see ya and from luke what chest injury guys what <laughs> chest injury what am i missing here Oh, may the force be with you always. Luke! Luke! Ah, chica Vintage Star Wars Rinny Mix. <laughs> oh. Oh. Essex-based podcast heroes... I was educated on Coruscant. Not that that makes me better in any way. Tell that to Kanja Club.